Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. And we're continuing with our series titled Proverbs chapter 24, verse 10. And it says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Doesn't sound very compassionate, but God's trying to teach us about our faith. And then in the message version, it says, if you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. Well, what have we learned so far? We learned step number one. We need to know that God will never allow us to be pushed past our limit of temptation. He will always be there to help us come through it. And we read that in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 10. The second step we learned was we need to know how to be abased and live in straightened circumstances and know how to enjoy and live in abundance. And the secret of facing every situation is contentment. And we read that in Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. And yesterday we started a story about David in 1 Samuel chapter 30. And it gave us step number three, which was to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. We got that out of 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. It's what David did. Listen to it. It says, Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So here's the story. David and his men came to Ziklag, and the Amalekites had invaded, and they burned it with fire, and they took the women and their sons and their daughters captive. David's two wives, Ahinoam and Abigail, had been taken captive too. And then in verse 6, it says that he was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him. They were blaming David, and they were grieved. So what was David to do? Well, the number one thing he knew to do was to strengthen himself in the Lord. How did he do that? Well, we find that out in verses 7 through 10. He spoke to Abiathar, the priest, and said to bring the ephod here to me. And he inquired of the Lord and said, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered David, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. So he pursued them with 600 men. But then 200 stayed behind because they were weary and could not continue. So David's 600 men was now only 400 men. But the Lord spoke to him and instructed him what to do. Nothing like a word from the Lord is there. And the story goes that they found an Egyptian in the field. And they gave him some food to eat, some figs and some raisins. And they found out he was a servant of Amalekite, and he was one of the men that burnt down the city. But David talked to him and said, Can you take me down to this troop? 
and he made a covenant with him that he would not kill him or deliver him into the hands of his master. So David and his 400 men found the Amalekites and attacked and won. They recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives, and he took all the flocks and herds that had been driven before the other livestock, and it all became David's spoil. So think of this. David had only 400 men, and he won that battle, and everything that was lost was recovered. Well, here's the question. What would have happened if David had not strengthened himself in the Lord? What if he fainted, dropped, collapsed, withdrew, and refrained in the time of adversity, the time of trouble, the time of dismay, sorrow, and anguish? What if he complained that his army was too small? What if he blamed God for his problems? What if he got angry and cursed and yelled and broke things? Well, thank God David had a strong, what I call EQ, which stands for emotional quotient. His spiritual strength was not small. It wasn't narrow and limited. In my view, this humble shepherd boy knew this secret. His strength was in God. And just like he stated to Goliath in 1 Samuel 17, verse 26, he said, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? So how does this all relate? Well, remember, Proverbs 24:10, it says, If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. And the Message Bible says, If you fall to pieces in a crisis... There wasn't much to you in the first place. What is God trying to teach us? He's trying to teach us to use our faith in times of crisis, and God will help us through. What did David do? He encouraged himself in the Lord. He heard from the Lord, obeyed the Lord, and he won the battle and recovered all that had been lost. So this word applies to us. If we fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to us in the first place. Is God being unkind, uncompassionate, and inconsiderate when he speaks so strongly as he does in Proverbs 24.10? I don't think so. I would call it tough love. Love is not always easy because true love is defined by truth. I see the scripture as a strong wake-up call, one to pull us out of our pity party and back into who we really are in Christ. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 12 says, For whom the Lord loves, he corrects just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Our father does not want us to wallow in the mud. Instead, he wants us to soar above all circumstances, temptations, and challenges into a victorious life. God is for us and not against us. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Have you ever heard of a pericope? This word stands for a selection in a book, and it stands especially for a passage from the Bible read at religious services. I would call it a subtitle for a section or passage of Scripture. Not all Bibles have them, but when they do, they're very helpful in study. The New King James Version has some excellent pericopes. And as I was reading in the book of Habakkuk, I came across a pericope for chapter 3, verses 17 through 19. It says, a hymn of faith. Let's listen to this. A hymn of faith, Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 17 through 19. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. 
The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high hills. Now, verse 17 says, though, nor, though, yield no, though, be no, all pretty bad stuff. This is the day of adversity, distress, hunger, lack, and so on. But when we read the next two verses, in verses 18 through 19, I will rejoice, I will joy, my strength, my feet, and my high hills. This is how we strengthen ourselves in the Lord, by putting on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. It's a secret to Proverbs 24.10, not fainting in the day of adversity. It reminds me of two words the three Hebrew boys said to King Nebuchadnezzar before they were thrown into the fiery furnace. Listen to this, Daniel chapter 3, verse 18, in the message version says, But even if he doesn't, it wouldn't make a bit of difference, O king. We still wouldn't serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. Two very important words, even if. Yes, our faith should be an even if type of faith. In any moment or day of adversity, distress, hunger, or lack, we need to have the determination that even if we were to lose everything and die, we still wouldn't give up on our God. And I can't forget the last two sentences. This hymn of faith in Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 17 through 19, it says, this was written to the chief musician with my stringed instruments. So this hymn of faith tells us how church worship should be. It is specifically directed to the chief musicians, the worship leaders. Guess what? Our worship should reflect our faith in God. Let's get out of the mulligrubs of negativity and sing and shout with the Lord. If God be for us, who can be against us? So what's step number one? Know that God will never allow us to be pushed past our limits of temptation. He will always be there to help us come through it. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 10. Step number two, know how to be abased and live in straightened circumstances and know how to enjoy and live in abundance. And the secret of facing every situation is contentment. And that's Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. And then step number three, like King David did, we need to strengthen ourselves in the Lord our God. And that's 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. We need to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Think about David. He had problems with his boss, Saul. He had problems with his wife, Michael. He had problems with his son, Absalom. And of course, he made a big mistake with Bathsheba. So if you look at David, when he was up against a trial, when he was up against a day of adversity, when he could have fallen to pieces in a crisis, he didn't. He stood and he encouraged himself in the Lord and God carried him through it. So Proverbs 24.10 says, if you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. And in the New King James Version, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Let's review our steps. Step number one is based on 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. The Message Bible says, No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He'll always be there to help you come through it. So say this after me. There is no test or temptation that can keep me down. 
Step two is based on Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. The Amplified Bible says we're supposed to be content in whatever state we're in, whether they be straightened circumstances or living in abundance. The secret of facing every situation is to know who we are in Christ's sufficiency and that he's more than enough for us. And I like how verse 12 says, I have learned in any and all circumstances the secret of facing every situation. And verse 11 says, I have learned how to be content, satisfied to the point where I'm not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I am. And finally, step number three, strengthen yourself in the Lord your God. Out of 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Well, thank you, Lord, that our faith can overcome the world. Oh, my, once again, our time is up. Keep praising God and tune in tomorrow. Same time, same place, same channel. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.